Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter. We are back today to talk about a new chapter, another chapter of God Emperor of Dune, just as soon as we rip open a passage for chaos. Ooh. That's actually from a chapter that we're not even covering today, but I just really still, like the way it sounded. Still. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, uh, actually, like some pretty good one liners in these chapters. Yeah, they're getting pretty dramatic. They're getting dramatic with it. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's got a lot to say, and it's all very dramatic. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, where are we, Megan? Where did we leave off? Who, where are we picking up? So we have one little brief page that we're going to count as a chapter because I think it's important. Yeah. And then we have a nice beefy, beefy chapter mm-hmm. where we get to meet some friends, some yep. old friends, but old new friends, old <laughs> new old friends. New. Uh, so this first one is a little fragment. It's called the Wellback Fragment. And it is supposedly, cause remember, this is all supposed to be a uh, like a scholarly text, mm-hmm. so we get these intros. Yeah. Uh, this is reputedly by Siona Atreides, and it is a little uh, dialogue between herself and her father, Moneo. He yeah. is visiting her at Fish Speaker School. She's, <laughs> board, she's a board in school. Yeah. And we find out that he, her father used to come and visit her a lot to be like, Siona, you gotta chill. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta stop pissing off the God Emperor. Because he's not, he's not enjoying the way that you're behaving. (laughs) Or is he? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With, with, you know, Leto as the God Emperor, every... Everything he says has to be taken with a massive grain of salt because he lies a lot. Oh my gosh. Everything he says is a double speak. Yeah. So Siona's basically just calling out her dad. She's saying, look, how can you keep working for him? How have you stayed alive this long? Because he's mm-hmm. constantly killing people. Yeah. And actually, I love this bit. And her dad says, no, he doesn't kill people. He says, Leto doesn't kill any people. It's the worm that kills people. See, I think that's such a fascinating idea of separating like Leto and the worm as two separate entities. He says, it is the worm that kills. The worm is God. Leto lives in the bosom of God, but he kills no one. And Sienna says, well, okay, well, how, how have you survived this long? He's like, I know when the worm is coming out and I get going. <laughs> She's like, you're a coward. And he's like, no, you don't, you don't understand. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You haven't mm-hmm. seen what happens when the worm starts to take over. You can see it. Uh, you can see it in his eyes and the movements of his hands. I like to think that he gets like real, like, like, like shaky. Just like, Whoa. <laughs> And Siona says, what do you do when the worm approaches? Moneo, I leave. Yeah. <laughs> I just politely excuse myself. Like, oh, gotta go. <laughs> Duck uh, I says, Siona says, that's prudent. He has killed nine Duncan Idahos that we know about for sure. And Moneo's like, no, I'm telling you, he doesn't kill anybody. 
It's the worm. I, I think that's pretty simplistic of Maneo, but... Uh, yeah. I, 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 I do think Leto kills people. Yeah, yeah. Because Maneo insists that they're two separate beings, Leto the Emperor and the worm who is God, uh, and that he serves God. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I do think that it's simplistic. Also because the entire purpose of what Leto did is that he's now, that's him. Yeah. Uh, but I get where Maneo's coming from mm-hmm. because I do think that Leto lets different instincts take over. Yeah. But I think he's cognizant of that fact for the most part. Yeah. And I mean, I know he is, you know, in the process of this great transformation and is not completely there yet. But, yet, you know, there could t- come a time when it's just he's all instinct. He's not safe, no longer safe to be around people at all. Oh, my God. It's rolling. Just rolling. <laughs> Just rolling across the room. Leto, stop it. Rolling across the room. Just, you gotta stop. Yeah. Just um, rolling. From point A to point B. Why does he roll? <laughs> so that was, yeah, so that's the only fragment that we just thought that it was important to do on its own because it's an interesting take on, on Leto. And it's- because... I will never not talk about him rolling around. I know. (laughs) It's also a nice glimpse, too, of, like, Siona and Maneo and kind of getting to know them. And Because there's a lot of stuff that happens in this book where you're like, that's your daughter (laughs) he's talking about. Are you cool with that? Or Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, Lita's been watching a lot of House of the Dragon. Yeah. (laughs) And he's just like, hey, no, this is interesting. I, which in all of this will be important later in the book. So, I saw someone's gift set online that they had made Mm -hmm. from House of the Dragon, and I think everyone knew that these certain characters were going to hook up. Mm -hmm. But I do have to draw a line that if you are going to hook up with your uncle, you can't call him uncle while it's happening. No, that's. That's against the rules. I don't watch that show. I mean, naturally, I don't watch that show. But uh, I've heard a lot about it. And I I just think that that's regardless of what your family does or does not do, Mm -hmm. uh, dynastically speaking, you got to draw that line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know that you're fucking your uncle. We all know. (laughs) But we don't have to chat about it. You know, you don't have to call him that. You don't call him that usually. I don't think. Just stop. Yeah. Just don't do it. (laughs) It was just one of those things where I was like, oh, you know, uh, oh, no. (laughs) Like, oh, look, look, two attractive actors are having a scene. Like, I wonder, I don't watch this show. I wonder what's, uh oh. Oh, there, you ruined it. It's how I feel when I see uh, scenes from like the boys that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, what are these two scamps <laughs> up to? Uh, uh, uh. Of course. <laughs> I saw a TikTok video the other yeah. day. It was a thirst video. And it was one of those, like, the caption was like, I don't want to hear about it. But it was definitely a Homelander thirst video. Oh, no. <laughs> just like, oh, no. we are going to hear about it. I want to hear about your choices in life. <laughs> like, no. Stop. 
no. Like, is the actor who plays Homelander attractive? Unquestionably. Yes. But, like, I suffer from this. Not we, we were kind of talking about this earlier, but, like, you can be attractive, but if you, if you or a character you've played has done something that just unsettles me to my core, I will probably never find you hot. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I really struggled having Mads Mikkelsen play Hannibal Lecter. Like, it was a real, mm-hmm. real struggle for me, Megan. It was just, it was just so funny because it didn't, the video didn't have tags other than the caption about, like, I don't want to hear it. So I was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, anything in that universe is pretty good bet that it's something interesting. Yeah, basically. (laughs) There's no one. There are no good choices. No. So, should we, should we step into the most interesting place in the world? The most interesting place. Uh, that's a big, that's a big statement to make. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The most interesting place in the universe. It's his, uh, his little room. Yeah. His little hangout room. Yeah. He's got his little hub. His carts in the middle. Lots of like long hallways that like spokes in a wheel and he's sort of in the middle and his crypt. There is a long um, excerpt from the journals, but I don't really think we need to read this. It's basically Leto watching an old man on a bench who happens to be a descendant of Stilgar. And how this guy is basically just old. And, and is going to die soon. And He's going to die soon and never know that he was uh, a descendant of Stilgar's. And no one's going to take his water because they don't need it anymore. And he's wearing a, an old still suit. An antique still suit, yeah. It's vintage. Vintage. <laughs> so, Leto is waiting for the new Duncan. Well, his latest Duncan, his current Duncan. Duncan his current Duncan. Current. He's the, almost 60. The Duncan that we're going to be spending the most time with in this book has not arrived yet. No, they are making him. He knows mm-hmm. that the Talaxu are making another Duncan. Mm-hmm. They've always got one. Waiting, waiting on deck. Yeah, locked and loaded. Just in case you need one. Yeah. In case one trips and falls with a bomb, or <laughs> squish them. Right. Or myriad things that can happen to your Duncan's Idaho. Mm-hmm. You gotta be careful with those Duncan Idahos. Like you gotta take care of them. Yep. You gotta make sure they know what they're doing. And I don't think I don't think he takes very good care of his Duncan Idahos, frankly. No, he doesn't. And I think he's. I, I don't think he views Duncan Idaho as a human any longer, just based on the way that he treats these Duncans and the way he views them. Like, I think it's more like he has a pet. Yeah, it does it's come like, across that way, definitely. He's, this is definitely Barbara Streisand and her, you know, six dogs. Oh, my God, her clone dogs. Her clone dogs, yeah. If you don't know this, this is legitimate facts. Yep. Barbara Streisand owns clone dogs. She she had her favorite dog that passed away years ago cloned like six times. Yeah. And it's real creepy. <laughs> Why is it so creepy, though? I mean, I know that this is a question that comes up in a lot of science fictions, but, like, why is cloning so creepy? I think because... 
what is the clone? Yeah. Like because... if a clone, because we're going to assume that it's sort of like the prestige level where mm. a duplicate is made of you who is you up to that point. Yeah. Like which one is you? Yeah, because like, like for me, it's all like lived experience is what makes a person and mm-hmm. a clone. I don't know. It's like <laughs> that's your lived experience and not someone else's and a clone is technically someone else. So I don't know. Is it you? Is it not? It's so weird. I think a and lot I... depends in sci-fi for like depending on like the purpose in the world. Mm-hmm. Because in a lot of uh, in a lot of Ruby Dixon romances, uh, <laughs> that universe that universe has cloning, but clones are required by law to have red skin to show that they're clones because they're usually mm. like serving class. Mm-hmm. And a clone that's made without that marker is considered illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can still fuck. Don't worry. <laughs> um, well, thank you. That was the important question. And the issue, the issue, of course, in Star Wars is that they made all those clones literally so that they could just have an army they didn't care about. Can, if they died. Yeah, cannon fodder, fodder. <laughs> um, and don't worry if you read fanfic; they can also fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure everyone was very worried. And I think about like less it's a universe uh, of men who look like Tamara Morrison, and I'm fine yeah. with that. Less like overt, um, less overt science fiction, like Never Let Me Go or something like that, where yeah. I just think that that kind of view of cloning, like to me, it just makes me super uncomfortable. Well, because so, I mean, in that sense, they're just, again, being created as like items, there's yeah. product. Yeah, it's very upsetting. And I think it's super upsetting the way that Leto views duncan all of his duncans yeah i would consider it akin to we've talked about this before but the dramatically weird ava green movie womb yeah where she births a clone of her boyfriend yeah but is not technically his mother because Mm -hmm. she was just sort of the womb yeah um and that's just because, like, she feels bad that he died and so decides that she wants to clone him. And that's a universe where cloning is more of an accepted thing, but it's still mm-hmm. societally very, like, kids who are known to be clones are kind of, like, outcast. And yeah. it's like, oh, you know, you're not a real person. You're a clone. And I feel like that's sort of where Leto has come to. Where he's just like, I can just get another one. Yeah. I will always have another one. But Let's he, just see what this one does. It's hilarious. I mean, in this chapter, he's like, oh, well, this is how it always starts. I, The Talaxo tell me that they're, they've got another one in the cooker, and the one I've got starts getting paranoid. And it's like, and why would they? <laughs> why would they start getting paranoid? Maybe because hmm. Hmm, you... Know, I don't know. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It it's really makes me <laughs> angry. Like Duncan Fair. is Duncan's not a perfect character and I'm not here to like excuse some of his shit. But at the same time, like I don't feel like anyone deserves to be treated <laughs> the way that this no. poor person and has been becomes, treated. And it becomes more emotional later mm-hmm. on. Like we were talking about this 
before we were recording, like I was skipping ahead a little, but you, you find out later that different previous Duncan Idaho's have been married and had children, mm-hmm. which leaves the current one to be like, well, what's are those my, my children? Are those my like, kids? What's those... my responsibility to those people? Yeah. Like, I don't know their mother. Like, I don't know these, these people, but like technically I'm their father, but I'm not because it wasn't me, but it was me, but not me. And how awful for those people too. Yeah. And that definitely takes place where they see him and they're like, will you not come around here? Cause we know you're not our dad. Yeah. And it really is awful for you to be standing here. So we need you to leave. Yeah. So he knows that this Duncan is showing up and that he has a Lay's gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guild had come and told him, like, oh, we smuggled the Lay's gun uh, on, on planet. The guild knows- definitely playing both sides. Always. The guild are big snitches because mm-hmm. Leto is so uh, careful of giving out the spice. Yep. He then thinks, if I die away from water, there will be no more spice ever. So remember that. Important. It's very important. So he does some finger exercises. He is glad that he still has hands. Arms oh, there. His pride and joy. <laughs> he uh, literally calls his hands his pride and joy. He's got like some opposable thumbs still. He's played a lot of PlayStation. <laughs> just sitting in his, his room. He thinks God Emperor is a Twitch streamer. <laughs> oh, my God. He does ASMR. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's tapping glasses. Uh, he has his flippers, uh, yeah. and he just thinks about, again about how they're useless, but that sometimes when he rolls on them, it hurts. Stop rolling. Just yeah. stop rolling around. Yeah, like quit rolling. <laughs> it really upsets Megan. It really upsets me that you roll. And also, <laughs> when have, who has ever seen a worm roll? Worms, like, squirm. They worm across. Like, I know no, it's I've, not. I've seen them, like, roll kind of, like, what? when you're digging in the earth. Yeah, when you dig up an earthworm, it kind of, like, you know, kinks up on itself. Like, no. Okay, but that's no. not, like, getting across the sidewalk. I'm, he's trying. No. He's getting from. This is not, like, you opened a, bro- a door and he was changing. Mm-hmm. And he, like, squirms up into himself. He's not, like, the spider at the end of Enemy Lake. <laughs> ah! Like, this is. He's just like, oh, I'm here. I want to be at point B. I'm just going to roll my giant ass across this <laughs> room solely to bother Megan. Yeah, he would. He too. knows I'm there. He would. He would do it. He would. If he knew it bothered me and I was there, he'd be like, oh, hold on a second. I got to do something. <laughs> I got to roll. Like, ah! Uh, so he's thinking about the Duncan and what the Duncan's doing. Yeah. Uh, he's... He starts to get a little nervous, which he's like, this is interesting. This is new and intriguing. Mm-hmm. But he knows that he likes this current Duncan, and he kind of hopes that maybe this guy's not going to try to pull a lay's gun on him. But, yeah. you know, he also thinks back to one of his previous Duncans, who was who's the one who tried to blow him up, but blew himself clumsy, up. Clumsy Duncan. Clumsy Duncan. Yeah. He told, this is, I think is the rudest, is that Leto told the previous Duncan, or what, you know, you don't know if he's exactly the previous, but he mm-hmm. was a previous Duncan. Your life is becoming a cliche. Oh, and that's the thing. It makes my blood boil. Like, how dare you? Like, ouch. To be told so, that by a big worm man. Yeah. 
Like, you're a giant worm, and you just told me I'm a cliche. Ew. (laughs) You're a worm. (laughs) Would I still love you if you were a worm? I don't know. (laughs) Well, I don't know what... I asked my husband that today, and he was like, uh, what size would you be? Like, would you be, like, a little worm? (laughs) Like a mega size worm. He could put in his pocket and carry around with carry you around with him all day. He seemed fine with Megan size worm. I think if I was a small like worm size worm, he would have been He'd like, be "No, sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, this isn't going to work out." <laughs> uh, Our poor husbands. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Moneo sends a signal that the Duncan is on his way. Mm-hmm. He comes in and he's noticing all these little details. He's had his hand on his chin, thinking. Thinking deep thoughts. Yep. And he's carrying his little briefcase. And there is definitely a gun in that briefcase. Most definitely. Duncan is looking at Leto's face. How it's still a very Atreides face. And he thinks about a thing that Leto can do with his face. Uh, Uh, Why don't you take this? Why don't you take this bow? Uh, All right. I'm just going to read this paragraph because it's super gross. Okay. (laughs) Idaho kept his attention on Leto's face as he walked. The face remained disconcertingly Atreides, lean features with eyes of total blue which felt the nervousness as physical intrusion. It lurked deep within a gray cowl of sand trout skin, which, Idaho knew, could roll forward protectively in a flickering reflex, a face blink rather than an eye blink. And And it's pink. He's got a little pinky face. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, the the skin was pink within its gray frame. It was difficult avoiding the thought of Leto's face, that Leto's face was an obscenity, a bit of lost humanity, lost bit of humanity trapped in something alien. And yeah, that does sound obscene. It does. It does not sound appropriate at all. I don't want to see this. I don't want to walk into the room and have to talk to that. No, but But this is your boss. He's a worm. (laughs) Yeah. But Duncan is like, like he tries not to think about it too much because like you know he's he's just focused. He's focused on the business at hand. And he says I've come to talk to you about Siona. And he Siona, says Siona, Siona. She's the one who escaped. She's the only one, but she still has other companions. Leto's like, "Yep, I know. She stole something. We're not sure what it was." And Leto's like, oh, yeah, it's the plans for the Citadel. She's got the plans. Like, the complete plans. And Duncan is like, the fuck? (laughs) Like, you let her get away with it? He's like, no, you did. It's your job. Oof. It's your job, Duncan Idaho. Oof. And he also says, I've got two, she got two copies of my journal. It's kind of a textbook. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He goes in. He reaches into his his briefcase for something, and Leto's like, ooh, is it going to be a report, or is it going to be the gun? And he does think that he is some, somewhat susceptible to Lay's guns, especially his little his little pink face. Yeah. Um, so they he gives him some other info. There is a cult of Alia on Getty Prime. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, it's just a new version of ISIS. And I was like, ah! Like, all right. Uh, he's like, there will always be a cult. Benny Gesserit Gener- know about it. That is what Leto is interested in. Um, he, this is like, another, I think this, another thing that proves your point is that 
Leto says, well, the Betty Jess would have never forgiven me that I took their breeding program away. And Duncan's mm-hmm. like, well, this doesn't have anything to do with breeding. And Leto's like, the Duncans are always so sensitive about breeding just because sometimes I make them be studs. Oh, I have a real problem with all with And I think we're supposed to, honestly. I, oh, I well, yeah, I, I, I think that agree. this is very intentional on Frank's part to make us feel this that like Leto has gotten really weird and really gross in his old age. <laughs> and he can say whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants. Even when and... he shouldn't. Yes. Uh, he's like, well, the Benny Jesuit are all insane. But mm-hmm. that makes them interesting. Uh, or are they insane? Or are they just women? Uh-huh. Uh, they had a shrine called the Shrine of the Chris Knife, and their chief priestess was called the Keeper of Jessica's Light. And Leto's like, oh, I think that's nice. They mixed my grandmother and my aunt into one goddess. Like, that's mm-hmm. interesting. It's a good, it's a good time. I better stop. Uh, Leto's just like, what do you think is the purpose of this cult? Like, why are yeah. they on Getty Prime? And Leto says, look, the Benny Jesuit want more spice, because if they have spice, they can make more reverend mothers. They're on yeah. Getty Prime because the Harkonnens had secret stashes of spice. Like, doy. And this is actually, like, I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah, it makes total sense when he says it. And he, like, yells at him. Yeah. I just think it's rude. I think he's being rude. He He's just being a dick. And he's uh, he's like, okay, well, you talk a little bit about spice and how much spice costs. And he's just like, well, we should tell people we're going to talk about the Talaxu. Mm-hmm. And Leto's just like, oh, man, I don't want to talk he, about this right now. Yeah, he's kind of like bored now and goes off into his own little reverie where he talks to Jacob Broom. American founding father. <laughs> why not? Because why not? Of course he's descended from him. Sure. Um, and he's talking about how they still make Duncan's from the original cells. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let them manipulate any other kind of genetics. Uh, but he knows that they know I like Duncan's. Mm hmm. They don't realize how much that I think it's really funny. Um, Ugh, asshole. Yeah. And then he says, of course, the Tlaxu know that I occasionally breed the Duncans back into my own program. Mm-hmm. The Duncans represent mongrel strength. Oh, I hate and it. much more. I would like us to all take a moment to remember that Duncan Idaho is a man of color. Yes. Ew. Yes. Gross. (sighs) He says he wants me to crack down on the Talaxu. He just wants to know if I'm going to replace him. And he's like, I I should tell him. He wanted to breed this one to Siona, but he's like, I guess I can't now. Mm -hmm. Because I think this one's got to go. Yeah. Also, like, I don't know, maybe Siona might have something to think about that. You'd think. Who's to say? Uh, this Duncan is very boring. He's going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. He's just thinking, thinking, thinking. And he's thinks about a previous argument that he had with this same Duncan. Yeah. And 
then the Duncan is like, he's like, yeah, I'm always talking about this. Oh, these Duncans, like this Duncan who's standing in front of me with a laser gun. Oh, shit. Yeah. He says, great gods below. He has caught me napping. He has the laser gun in his hand and it is pointed at my face. Like, wow. That's some very linear thinking, Lido. Um, how many times must I pay the debt of loyalty? And this is Duncan wanting to know how many Duncan Idahos have there been. Which apparently that's a big secret. Yeah, he says every Duncan has asked it. Mm-hmm. And none of them like the answer. Ooh. And he's like, don't you And think yet that, you keep doing you, it. God. Don't you appreciate that I like you? That I make so many of you because I think you're cool? Doesn't Ugh. that mean anything? Ugh. No. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. Um, and he tries to, he tries to yell at uh, him in Paul's voice, which is some fucking... That's some manipulative shit right there. Because he yells at him in Paul's voice, but when he asks the part about, like, don't you think it's cool that I keep remaking you? He asks mm-hmm. it in Paul's voice, but it's sad. Like, don't you take any pride in my admiration of you? This is very Lestat and Louis that right is. here. <laughs> <laughs> this is very, this is this is some gaslight gatekeep girl boss. Yeah. Um, bullshit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's... Enough to make the laser gun waver. So Leto rolls off his cart. He was off the cart in a hurtling roll. Oh my god. Barrel and du- roll. <laughs> Duncan had never seen him like do this before. So I think the shock <laughs> of seeing this is probably what, you know, this made it, you know, not so bad as it could have been. Because who wouldn't be shocked seeing this giant worm man just come rolling? Uh, he says the laser gun was his major concern. It could scratch him badly. He hit, he, he hits Duncan while he's rolling. Yeah. And he fires the laser gun, but it hurts. It hits one of the flippers. Yeah. Uh, which are useless, but they, he can still feel like he still has like pain. Yeah. He feels pain. And then his reflexes make him start flopping around and he squishes Duncan Idaho. Mm hmm. And interestingly um, enough, he he like rolls off of him and is like, yeah, his he's a goner. Uh, his chest is totally crushed. He can't breathe. And the last thing that Idaho says is Siona. And he's Lido's like, huh? Did they hook up? No. <laughs> this Duncan Idaho didn't like her that much. Yeah. So he gets he's, back on his cart. He's just wait for Mineo to come and clean up after him. Uh, and it says, there could be little doubt that the Duncan had been aiming for the brain. Leto mm-hmm. was always aware that his hands and feet were oh. vulnerable, but he had allowed no one to learn what had once been his brain was no longer directly associated with his face. Oh, God. It was not even a brain of human dimensions anymore, but oh, it spread God. in nodal conjuries no! throughout his body. No. He had told this to no one but his journals. Well, now we know it, Leto. Oh, this you part got... also just really freaked me out. Like He's got oh. that freaking cordyceps. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to climb to the top of a tree. He's an ant. He's going to let a bird eat him. He's a, <laughs> one of those things from The Last of Us. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know anything about that video game except that part. So that's all my knowledge. I just used it all. Yeah. 
Well, I'm sure you'll know more about it soon. How dare you make assumptions <laughs> about me? <laughs> okay, you're not going to watch the show? I watch everything Pedro Pascal does. There you go. <laughs> I just know you. I'm not making assumptions. I'm just, you know. <laughs> you are the first of two making people who sent me deductions. the same Twitter video this morning. So. <laughs> oh, about Pedro being a slut? Yeah. <laughs> From the lips of Oscar Isaac, so you know. <laughs> He was in context talking about friendship, but <laughs> yes, yes, but you know, wink, wink. It was still I appreciate I appreciate friends who rib friends. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we like, rib each other enough. That's for exactly. sure. Exactly. <laughs> you should have seen us in person, just like laying on couches, just like no, no, you shut up, you shut <laughs> like, up, Megan. <laughs> like I'm not getting up out of this couch, but this is. I'm speaking very sternly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, you know, that it was a pretty thick chapter for this week. So we're going to cut, cut it off at these two. But, you know, we've got we're going to have a lot of ground to cover for the next one because we get some new characters coming in mm -hmm. and some new intricacies and plots to go through. Yes, we're getting mm -hmm. it, this is a very plot heavy book and I think it's done a lot better than I do say too. Children of no, Dune Messiah. Dune which, Messiah. Uh, I was going to say like I think Dune Messiah like walked so God Emperor could run. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. And even Children of Dune like sometimes it was like okay, but these plots aren't being done particularly well, so they're mm -hmm. not interesting. Right. But I think that this is a very interesting book because it's so different. Yes. A lot of stuff is being shaken up um, and it's really kind of preparing us for the weirdness that lies ahead. Yeah. The last two books are just are, very like, what? Those two are an acid trip. There's just no other way to put it. Yeah. So in any case, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, Megan, what do you have anything going on right now? Uh, well, over at The Spool, I am reviewing slash recapping Andor, the new Star yes. Wars series on Disney+. Plus, So that is ongoing. Mm -hmm. And I just reviewed the new Hellraiser movie. Great review. That just dropped on Hulu. Thank you. I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Just I haven't had time, but I'm really excited, too. I'm going to sit Brian down and watch it with him. The thing that got me the most was that I guess I hadn't realized how very much some 90s fashion was back. There's a character in this movie because it's set in like present day. Yeah. But she's dressed like it's 1994. Uh. And when you see it, you'll be like, what? Like, it was just really funny. Like, a lot of times she would show up and I was like, is this happening now? Are the kids back to this? Yeah. <laughs> the teens. <laughs> the teens. Um, so yeah, check those out. Very good stuff over at the spool. I have my weekly recaps of the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. I think there's like one or two episodes left. We have a, a finale, but I think it might be a two, two part finale next. Uh, and I just wrote a very lengthy essay on interview with the vampire, the AMC television series that was just put up today. So go check that out. Yay. Yay. So, uh, yeah, until then, you know where to find us. Twitter, we're at WeirdingPod. 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, all those places, weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to reach out, read us a letter. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. We love that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it helps us out. It really does. <laughs> uh, so until next time, everybody, that's going to do it for us. Be nice and take your take spice. Take your spice. Bye. up and saw that you wrote me a note when I was reading <laughs> that paragraph and the note just says he looks like a penis I guess that could be that face blink could be sort of a foreskin type I deal. didn't mean the face blink part I oh. never mind it was a personal note <laughs>